All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Life Between the Sticks. As always, your host, Brandon, my co-host, Cody Cropper, the face behind it. How's it going, Oof. sir? You are not in your basement. We are separated. You've left. We are separated. Um, it is. It will be announced tomorrow, but... So this won't be out before that. Oh, well, then I'm in Orange County. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Took a step down, playing in the USL one season. Let's do it. Why not? Snow's three inches and you run away. How embarrassing. Yeah, I know. The uh, the cold got me, had to vacate Minneapolis and head into the sunshine. I'm going to so, get a nice little tan. Orange County, What what's your mascot? The choppers, the oranges? uh that's a great question i honestly don't know well i'm sure you'll figure it out soon enough black and orange are the new colors uh which is the same as my division three college that i played at so uh turns out you and i have more in common than what you thought hey that's okay i accept that you know what maybe it's fate uh, i don't know all right well uh yeah we'll be definitely hearing about your adventure in usl championship right correct usl all championship right. that'll be good to hear i know uh your buddy uh, Mr. Nelson is also. Yes, he is. FC and Tulsa. Anyone else you know? Yeah. Uh, Nico Hansen is at San Antonio. And I know three players at Miami FC. Kyle Murphy, Mark Segbers, and my boy, Michael Salazar. Yeah, I, nice. I know quite a few players in this league, and it's it's a very competitive league and one that I'm very much looking forward to being in for the season. All right. Well, we'll see how that journey goes. But we're here to talk MLS, Cody. That is right. We are. Week three is in the books. We would have recorded earlier, but you were literally on a flight and doing medicals and things of that nature. So that is we're correct. a day late, but not a dollar short. You're going to get all of your money's worth, I promise. Um, so we're just going to run top to bottom like we did last time. Uh, bonus points that we get to do the Revs game in LAFC that we weren't going to do originally. So let's kick it off. Early kickoff, by the way, Atlanta United 3, Charlotte nil. Charlotte are bad. This game kicked off at 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. 11 a.m. Do wow. we know why? I don't know why, but all I can say is Charlotte FC is in shambles. Yeah, you they stole do that. not look good. I did steal that, but, but they but they are bad. They are bad. They're really struggling right now, and I I feel for them because as we discussed before hitting record, they are in the market to build a new training facility. They have a of Chicago, very nice stadium. Oh, that was Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, Charlotte. Eh, you know. They're both bad, <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you want to look at it like that. Um, okay, never mind. I was wrong, and thank you for correcting me. So either way, much, they're still a mess. Yeah, not much there for them. And I mean, it's just like, what are what are we supposed to talk about when it comes to that? But uh, I think you pegged this one because of Atlanta United, right? I mean, Absolutely. a lot of people weren't thinking that they were going to put on a run. They look comprehensive right now this season. Um, not only are they, you know, flying just as a team, uh, they continue to score goals. New people are scoring goals. That's right. Their academy star, Caleb Wiley, uh, yep. is, is on the double on the day. Yeah. And then uh, Luis Arajo. Two goals and an assist. Don't forget yes. about that. Yeah. And, and the assist. Man of the match performance. Absolutely. Second year homegrown. I mean good little addition to their very potent attacking play is all in the first half too. I mean, they, they, yep. this game was over before it started, um, you know, Charlotte scoring in the fifth minute, the 12th minute at that point, you're pretty much like, okay, well, this is going to be tough for Charlotte to come back. And then 45 plus two again, scoring in stoppage time at first half. I mean, it's lights out at that point. Uh, and Charlotte's sure. at home again, like, yeah, they have yep. not had a good start to the season whatsoever, and they played at least two games at home. Uh, attendance chopped in half, down to thirty-one and a half thousand for this game. Wow! I just, I, I, it, I don't know what they're gonna do to kind of change uh, their trajectory right now. Yeah, it's a tough position to be in. I think their organization has a lot to consider or reconsider. 
as they move forward through the rest of the season. But as you said, I pegged this one because of Atlanta's performance. Uh, not only Caleb Wiley stepped up to the plate, but again, Tiago Almeida looks extremely confident. He looks good. And I think that that's what winning a World Cup at the age of 21, 22 years old might do. Yeah, definitely very well earned. Look, Atlanta's scoring 2.3 goals per you know game right now. That That is very significant. They're undefeated, yeah. two wins, a draw, six goals for, two against with a plus four. Uh, that, you know, they can win at home. They can win on the road, as we just saw. It, they're a surprise. I mean, they're they're leading the East right now, right? Uh, they're in first, Nashville second, Cincy third. And all those three teams are the exact same as far as, uh, you know, points. But them and Nashville are leading on the goal difference uh, front. But again, Atlanta scored six goals. Only St. Louis City has scored more goals than them, which is crazy. Actually, I take the back. LAFC have as well, and Seattle also have six. Uh, but it just shows you, like, they are definitely knocking around with the top teams in the league early on, um, you know. The, the defense starting to look settled when you have Miles Robinson in the team of the week and you have Caleb Wiley in team of the week, you're doing something right. So uh, I don't know, between coaching staff, between just, you know, multiple players chipping in on this one, Cody, it's, it's just seems difficult to try to, um, you know, peg when they're going to maybe slip up. I was kind of trying to look ahead at the result or their schedule just to see maybe who's the next big one for them. Uh, they've got Portland next at home. I mean, that's a great barometer. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a great test for them. However, as you said, they have Miles Robinson and Team of the Week with a host of other names. And when you look at their team last year, they had the injury bug. This year, they've started on the right foot. They've gotten Guzan back. They've gotten Robinson back. And now they're starting to kind of put all of the pieces together. Almeida's performing. Academy or homegrown players, if you if you will, are performing. And all of the pieces are beginning to just fall into place for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there we go. Uh, literally nothing to say about Charlotte, and that's not my fault. Uh, next one up was Vancouver 1, Dallas 1, back at BC Place for, for the Whitecaps. Again, them in Dallas, very average teams at this point. Uh, 1-1 draw. That seems to be Dallas's favorite scoreline <laughs> recently. Um, Dallas in sixth, uh, Vancouver in 11th in the West. I mean, what 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 can you really say about this one? Uh, fair result. Missed chances. Solid goalkeeping, however you want to look at it for both teams. Um, both teams obviously had plenty of chances, but... The goalkeeping from Pius and Vancouver's new goalkeeper were very good performances. So that's, yeah. in my opinion, what you peg it up to. Takaoka. Um, Takayoko. When I look, when I watch the highlights back, the, to your point, there's a lot more chances. They're just sloppy teams in yeah. uh, attack, which, you know, look, is the hardest part of the game. I give them that. Um, so it, it just... You know, it didn't really provide a lot, though, at the end of it, when you only got two shots on target from Dallas and four from Vancouver. Um, they're just 10 and two of those being blocked. There's just not a, a lot that goes into it. So we're not going to spend too much time, um, but I, don't, I still don't think anyone's getting too excited about either team. Not our fault. It's kind of their fault. But, you know, they can they can decide when they want to turn it on and try to impress us. Uh, next one, what you think? A couple of big hitters. Uh, I thought this was a good one on paper looking at it. Cincinnati won Seattle nil. Uh, this match taking place um, at Cincy, excuse me, TQL Stadium. Uh, 25 and a half thousand. Good turnout for Cincy. Uh, yes. Brenner with the opening goal. Haglin getting a red card in the 83rd minute. There's all sorts of drama in this one, too. Yep. Yep. Lots of drama, lots of drama, hard tackles, as you said, the red card, and then a goal called off. We saw we saw a lot of that this weekend. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> That's something you and I were kind of texting about. Is that, yep. you know, shit, I was watching the Premier League this weekend. So many refereeing issues across the Premier League. So many games. 
And it was all types of things. Yeah. MLS, they leveraged VAR. They leveraged the pitch side monitor. They go check it out. What I would say, it's almost like an ego thing. In Europe, specifically the Premier League, they don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be seen as human or flawed. Yeah. And the MLS are like, oh, shit, go look at it? Okay, cool. I'm going to go look at it. What do you think from a player's perspective about the referees leveraging pitch side monitors, uh, having someone in there saying like, hey, I'm not going to say if you got it right or wrong. I'm just saying you should go look at it. What do you think? I think if you're going to instill VAR in the game, then using the pitch side monitor to the benefit of the game needs to be done. I think that that's why we have it. That's why it was instilled. And it allows for referees to make the correct decision. There will obviously still be mistakes made. However, it limits those mistakes. You hope. Or helps to limit <laughs> those mistakes. Yeah, you hope. Um, so there, there was some good stuff there. Good goal from Brenner. Um, you know, t- took his opportunity. Tight game. Um, the, you know, the way it stands for them, Cincy in third, uh, I think, you know, you were kind of expecting them to get in that playoff hunt and really supplant themselves more than just a wild card team this season. Whereas, um, I got to scroll Seattle, uh, third in the West again, high expectations for them just cause their coach, their team's pretty much settled. Um, you know, we always like to cheese them a little bit and say, uh, how well can they do away from home with that advantage mm-hmm. that they have yeah. there? So, um, uh, not much between those two teams, which I think, you know, goes to show it's, it's quite tight DC United one Orlando city SC one, um, Rooney's men. I'm going to keep using that all the time. Do not quit because Maguire's for Orlando scored in the 53rd minute. DC kept on going Durkin in the 80th minute. They did not let up. They have that Rooney mentality. They are going to be obnoxious. And same thing, Orlando city had been in a good run of form for the most part this season. Um, They are in seventh. They, you know, uh, let's see one, one uh, have tied two. So undefeated, you know, albeit not getting uh, as many points on the board as they'd want. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, this for me is another fair result. I don't think Orlando created enough enough offensively. And I think although DC did create a plethora of opportunities offensively, Galese performed well in goal for in goal for Orlando. Um on top of that, Benteke not clinical enough for me right now. Missed two or three good opportunities to put DC United up 1-0 before Orlando scored and then also to put them to bring them level once they were once Orlando was up 1-0. Yeah. Yeah, Orlando nine shots four on target. Uh DC United 16 shots, five on target. So a lot more shots, only the one extra one that they had. But you kind of look at some of the stats, and they definitely had the upper hand on a lot of it. You know, and they were home. You maybe you assume that they they it wasn't enough. You know, I think Rooney's mm-hmm. probably gonna feel like that was a missed opportunity for them. But Orlando's proven to be a good team. Um, you know, the their goalkeeper who I'm blanking real quick as I pull up the line. Well, um, you know, he's getting quite a bit of, of love so far from the league. You know, they put out, uh, some clips of just him on the day. And, uh, and so, yeah, you know, they, they play at the back five, you know, they, they, they're setting up hard to be beaten. That's, that's Orlando's goal right now. Absolutely. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think setting up defensively and being organized ensures that you are not going to lose games. If you don't yeah. concede, you can't lose. Hmm. Interesting between the two. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, same thing though, right? Like what's your breakout performance? Like someone, someone make the splash, someone make the, the, the headline, uh, but we haven't seen it yet. A bit of a headline here, New York city FC one Miami nil Miami had a bit of a hot hand, especially considering that most of us thought that they were going to be uh, below average, you know, this season. Yeah. 
they they are they are trying to do enough to to stay in it. So, um, you know, Inter Miami they are two uh, one one lost right then fourth place. NYCFC, you and I talked about it. Not exciting, right? We we were not yeah. excited about them what they had to offer. They go get the goal at home. Um, and I think did they make a goalkeeper change? No, Barats is still in. So Barazza I was trying to figure out what that what they're going to do to shake it up. But uh, maybe formation changes for whatever reason on the day it it clicked for them. It could also be the field. You have to remember that the field at Yankee Stadium is extremely small in comparison to other fields throughout the MLS just because they play on a baseball field. Um, that you, said, I could you uh, could you argue that New York City is finally finding their identity? I mean, they created 13 clear-cut chances, so they had 13 shots, and seven of them were on target. And this ultimately demanded a team of the week performance from Drake calendar and goal for Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at that too. Uh, only two block shots. I mean, they created chances and I was watching mm -hmm. the highlights. I thought calendar did do well, especially with the chances that New York city are getting. This is, to me is like the change. Like this is a New York city that we have not seen at all this season. Granted they're winning off an own goal, but they did enough to win. Like the fact that it was an own goal that that snuck through and kind of trickled in. I mean, fine. Uh, they were all over. And if you look at the shot map, all but about four or five of their shots are inside the box too. So yep. again, we're talking about quality. I'm just surprised. Honestly, I, I'm just really surprised. And so uh, that puts New York City FC in 10th, right? So they're one win, one loss, one draw, uh, two goals, four, three against, negative one. Um, and it leaves, um, inner Miami, uh, was I saying fourth place. So they're still mm -hmm. happy. They're probably going to be annoyed to have lost one, nothing off an own goal, but city had the upper hand, no doubt on this one, like credit yep. words do. Yep, uh, what about this one? Philly, Philly, they, Philly won Chicago nil Philly seem human. They're not they just running away with the league. I think like we all, to be fair, we all gave them. They're in fifth place in the Eastern Conference. They've got two wins. They've got a loss. They've got five goals, four, three against plus two. So they're not in a bad spot. They're just no. not, I think, by and away, running away with it. They're going to have to earn it. Agreed. They're going to have to dig in. They're going to have to bring that, that Philly grit. And really show people that they deserve to be the out and out or one of the out and out favorites for the season. That said, uh, I'm curious to see how the injury to Andre Blake impacts this team moving forward. I don't know how serious the injury is, uh, but it was a non non-contact injury. And usually when that happens, it's not very promising. I mean, 33rd minute, right? Yeah. It's kind of early on too. Mm -hmm. Definitely not the time you want to uh, make a sub, let alone any time a goalkeeper, let alone the number one goalkeeper in the league. Exactly. So we're going to have to see what they do. But, uh, you know, again, wild, wild game. Right? Yes. Herbers gets his second yell in the 50th minute, sent off. Uh, Kamara gets his second in the 93rd, sent off. What I would say about Chicago, and the stats are very even between these two uh they both yep. got over 10 shots um they only had two and three shots on target there wasn't a lot in it i just watched the highlights and i kind of lost some respect for chicago and i just feel like they're not disciplined just feel mm. like they weren't really up, like they had a chance they're in it the whole time and they just kind of made dumb decisions to put yeah. themselves in a situation to go down one and then go down two at the end you know so that's where i was kind of let two, down two men you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Go down yeah, yeah. two players. Uh, he ended up, yeah. you know, finishing the game with nine players. I just, yeah. and, and like silly. the incidents and Very stuff, silly. and I'm like, you didn't need to, right? Like your professionals, no. Kamara's experience, like, I think yep. the frustration just boiled over. Absolutely. Um, I think there's also the question of, has Chicago made the right decision in backing 
an 18 year old goalkeeper to be the guy. Um, you look at the goal and a lot of people question will be questioning the goalkeeping on that Brady. Yep. And then my next question is, can he recover mentally for next week at 18 years old? That's a very difficult place to be mentally and emotionally knowing that you've just conceded a soft goal. I've been there as a goalkeeper. I've done that. It's very difficult to overcome. Now, can he bounce back and put a performance together next week that helps his team bounce back in the, in the standings? Yeah. I mean, he, so first of all, he just had his birthday at the beginning of March. So he's now 19. Okay. 19. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I just, you know, just, just clarifying. Look, he's yep, played, okay. My information was incorrect. I'm you're sorry. good. You're You're on the spot. Two games in two seasons, right? Yeah. Not a lot of experience. Um, so to your point, you know, cause he hasn't been with, you know, I don't know if he's playing with Chicago fire two, you know, or, or you're going back and forth, but two games for a Chicago fire full team in two seasons. It's what you were saying is like, what can he fall up back on for confidence? This is yep. uncharted territory for him. He's covering for Gaga Slunina, who went to Chelsea trying to fill these, these high expectations that are there for goalkeepers and things. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, to your point, like, where's he going to draw strength from? Hopefully the, the coaches in his ear saying, you got this, don't worry, bounce back, be better. But it, it's, it, it, these are the parts of the, the game that are sometimes hard to, to overcome. Um, and we look at fire. Their next game is against Cincinnati at home. And then Miami. That's tough. Right. That's tough. So it, it's not impossible, but it's not necessarily going to be easy for them. Uh, Chicago Fire are in 13th place in the Eastern Conference, whereas um, still learning these conferences. Who do they play? Columbus. I'm all over the place. Nope. Um, they played Philly. Philly in the yeah. East. Yeah. We're Should fifth. be towards the top. So. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think you can say, okay, bummer, like lost to, to Philly, but he's got to bounce back. And unfortunately, uh, FC Cincinnati are not going to take it easy. Correct. Uh, Correct. Do you think they'll change or do you think they'll stick? What what's your what do you think Chicago Ooh. will do with Brady? I think they stick simply because dropping a young goalkeeper after a mistake might do more damage than the mistake itself. Yeah. All right. Well, again, let's see what they do. I don't, you know, yep. they, you assume that they have a vet on the on the roster, but if you really want to invest in him and your season's not looking great anyways, you might as well ride the wave. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, next one up was Toronto 1, Columbus 1. Again, still waiting for Toronto to fulfill the uh, predictions that you put in front of them this season, Cody. Uh, Kerr in the 24th minute, Madronda in the 75th minute. You know, 1-1. Yeah. One, one. yeah, Toronto underperforming. You could argue that they are experiencing some growing pains with all the new players, but not living up to the expectations that myself or Eli this week in MLS put on their shoulders. Yeah. I mean, sure. Big players got a big coach, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you you, big players should make your life easier. I'm trying to figure out, you know, and and I get, you know, Bernadeschi's in, Insigne's out with, with an injury. I wonder if he was even, yeah, he's not even he on the bench right, nope. bench right now. But, you know, Sean Johnson in goal. I think Columbus scored when they got called back. Uh, but yes, wasn't there a goal to did. chip where he's yeah, running in a, behind? It's a great thing take. of beauty. The thing of beauty. Obviously, great link-up play to start with the short, short, long. Morris plays the ball in behind. And then the... The finish from Madronda is world-class because he kind of takes it unexpectedly. And so Sean is planted because he's not Sean's in no Sean's in no man's land, but he didn't even give a chance to take a a false step or jump because like I said, I wasn't when in the highlights, I wasn't ready for him to take it. I think on his left, he just, he just, he, it was so, so well taken. Um, It was instinctual. Yes. It was such such a good goal. I was very very impressed with it. 
Um, you know, on the other side, like I said, you've got Michael Bradley still, you've got Bernadeschi, you've got good players, Osorio's Matt in there. Hedges, Sean Johnson. Right. Like God. we talked about this. This is their Golden State season. They gotta do something with it. Still yes, early days. But the expectations are too high. The money spent is crazy. And they are in 11th mm-hmm. place right now. They are winless right now. Yep. That's tough. That is very, very tough. Negative one goal difference. Mm-hmm. That's not the return you were expecting on your investment if you were the Toronto nope. FC uh, ownership group. Um, no, do you think that they would do not. anything drastic about Bradley as coach? No, I think... They're going to give him to the end of the season. He's obviously built this team for a reason and, and done it the way that he has done it for a reason. I think they have to give him the time because the buyout clause on his contract is probably a couple million dollars. So you're going to pay him out and then go out and sign another coach and then the question is, who are you going to go and get? You're going to bring somebody in from overseas? Bruv, I want to see Big Sam in the MLS. Oh, goodness gracious. Relegation with that Big Sam. Not, not with that team, though. That team would not do well with Big Sam. Bernadeschi and Insigne playing Big Sam football? No chance. Ah, oh, how I can dream. Anyways, before <laughs> we jump into the next one, a quick shout out to your friend, your partner. Um, we have Overnight Muesli, which is probably a bit of a surprise to people. Yep, it is. Holos Organic Overnight Muesli. Uh, 20 grams of plant-based protein, 12 grams of fiber, 13 vitamins and minerals, and over 1 billion CFU probiotics. It is a fantastic way to get your day started. One of my favorites, add a little bit of peanut butter, maybe some fruit, and you are cooking. Well, that the great thing is you actually don't have to. Yeah, you don't. You just do, you, do you do them overnight? Throw some, yes, I do. I throw some water or milk in, put it in the fridge. And it is the perfect breakfast to go. Like in a container, just an open bowl. In a container. I put a lid on on all my food. I'm I'm not a savage. So happy that Nicole is taking care of you and taught you how to be domesticated. She has, yes, she has uh, domesticated me. Links in the description, a whole loss. If you're looking for a, a, honestly, just a way to start your day that isn't going to give you a sugar rush. Uh, it's not going to be heavy, um, but it's just going to get you what you need. A whole loss, uh, is exactly what you're looking for. Uh, organic muesli. And it looks like they have some different flavors. So again, link in the description, uh, check them out. If you do let us know. All right. Next one up is SKC versus LAG galaxy nil, Kansas city nil. Um, despite the scoreline being zeros, it was actually a bit of an interesting game. It was, there were a lot of chances, um, 30 shots from Kansas city. If you don't mind me saying 30 (laughs) shots, what I did not know that 11 Um, shots on goal. You don't, you don't have to wonder why bond was goalkeeper team of the week. That explains (laughs) that explains a lot. When was the last time you made 11 saves in a game? Um, I don't know. That'll, I can remember. I think Philly away. I might have made nine or ten, eight or nine. Ten. Hey, and a shutout. That's like double donuts. No, 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 no. I didn't get a shutout. We conceded five. Well, I, I, I conceded five. Case. So, so that means I made six face faced sixteen on target and yeah. made eight, nine, ten saves. You know, I was it was it was a lot. But we as a team that year were very poor. So, yeah, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to revisit the club name either. So double donuts for bond. Double donuts for bond for sure. Anything over 15 and a clean sheet. Absolutely. Holy smokes. Uh, They had 11 shots in goal, 11 block shots. So credit to Galaxy's defense and commitment to the cause. Uh, But they only mustered up eight shots, two on goal. So not not much from Galaxy. But yeah, there was a lot uh, from the highlights here. Eighteen and a half thousand uh, from Kansas City. Uh, yeah, 
there, I, I'm just struggling to get over this. Uh, this is again, uh, Peter Vermees kind of uh contract year, got the extension. He's going for it. Uh, Graham Zussi, I, I will never get over the fact he is still playing, uh, is right back, but they've yeah. got to, you just, you got to do better with 11 shots on target. You got to get yeah. one. Yeah, you have to. And it is only a matter of time before it works out for me. They don't have a goal so far this season. That's such a difficult statistic to swallow when you have 11 shots on target, but it is what it is. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> like we said earlier, no wonder bond was named in the team of the week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, this game has immediately jumped SKC to the top of the shots, average shots on target uh, oh, wow. radar. So, uh, I, you know, again, though, both these teams are kind of like, eh, all right, you know, do something like show me what we want to get excited about. Uh, Galaxy are in 12th. Kansas City are in 10th in the Western Conference, you know, so yeah. not like there's a whole whole lot there. Uh, neither team have a win yet. Uh, nope. Let's see. One loss, two draws a piece. So you have negative one and negative two goal difference uh, as well. And LA, if, if you care, uh, they've remember they've only played two games and none at home. So I don't know how much weight you put into that. You're they're also missing Chicharito who Chicharito. Yeah. I suppose that's kind of a big piece. Javier Hernandez puzzle. So I'm wondering what sort of impact he will have on their ability to score and ultimately win games. I mean, they got to figure something out. Yep. All right. How about Minnesota one Red Bull one? No, Mageddon, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This one stole the high, the headlines for all the wrong reasons. Cody, it did. Uh, 18th minute Longuane scores for Minnesota off a just scrum off a corner kick. And then Reyes in the 49th minute scores for New York. I believe it was a, corner kick he definitely scored it off was. a header they were both set piece goals um you're minnesota's telling me was se- you're minnesota's telling me? was the second phase and new york's was the first phase cody this game if you haven't wow. seen it you need to go you need to, to at social least media. watch the highlights you need to go to social media and check this out so yep. minnesota Fantastic. we've gotten some snow i didn't think we got that much and i lived here I, I live do you do you want to know an interesting stat about this winter brandon okay top 10 snowiest winters in minnesota history we hit number eight this past weekend with the snowfall on saturday i could see it it yep. was only like two weeks ago where we got like 10 inches in yep. like a and day then, and a half and then during what the new yeah. year period we had yeah. 13 inches in 24 hours or 48 hours whatever it was but this game, I guess what I'm saying is I didn't think it was that bad outside. So the whole pitch minus the lines was covered and the, and the 18 and the boxes. 18 yard boxes. The goal boxes were cleared. So, I mean, and they have the orange ball out there. Uh, the coaches have come out afterwards. And I think both are a bit embarrassed uh, about it. You know, they just said there wasn't much we could do. I thought Minnesota's field is heated. I'm kind of surprised that it accumulated. It's one of those things where you kick the ball and the snow sticks to it and it builds a snowman as it rolls. I can't imagine what it was like playing in this game. Um, the ball has to play different. Your footing's going to feel different as a goalkeeper. you got to be sitting there going, what am I doing out here? Just freezing. I mean, as you said, the ball has got not only the ball not only has to play different, it's probably playing different because it's rock solid. Yeah. So the ability to kick the ball, the bounce of the ball, the way the ball moves. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. The way in the past, because the the snow is going to slow it down. Look, New York Red Bull, they dropped it and then they tried to hit like a 50 yard long ball and he duffed it right away. The the second kick of the game showed how dumb it was. Yeah. And it, to be honest, the game played into Red Bull's favor because Red Bull just plays a very direct style of soccer. 
And they're anti NYCFC. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. They're the complete opposite. And, you know, a quote from a, a quote from a friend who plays for Minnesota United playing against Red Bulls is always a mess because of their style of play. So this gave them even more reason to just be super direct. Yeah. Yeah. It played into their favor. I can, I couldn't imagine like Will Trapp trying to control the game as a deep line midfielder. No, I mean, to me, it's just like, you know, you're also probably sitting there thinking, okay, so now I have to go and crack this player, get all snowy and freezing cold and then get up and run for another 60 minutes, whatever it might be. Yeah. In the freezing cold, soaking wet. Again, to me, this is not the best representation of soccer in the United States. It's. I get when the U.S. did it in Denver against Costa Rica in World Cup qualifying. Honestly, I'm all for that shenanigans, right? Like play the country to your advantage. It turns out we have every climate known to man here, so we can leverage what we need. This is MLS regular season, right? This yep. is put the best product out you can, and this wasn't it, unfortunately. So the only reason I wanted to stop on this game a little bit and pause is because I was a bit disappointed in the uh, the situation. You know, Portland had been delayed. Uh, we, you know, obviously El Trafico got pushed way back. But to me, it's just one of those things where uh, it just, you know, there are no Sunday games right now. And I'm sure that they have TV contracts and things like that. But you just wonder, like, could you have delayed it for 30 minutes and being able to clear off the field? And I know you have beer contracts and food vendor contracts and all these things. And I, I get that. But at what point does the on-field product become the most important? There's my question for the game of soccer. And if Garber's going to try to but, enforce everyone to have a retractable roof, he's crazy. That's not plausible. Yeah. Like these owners no, are already not. plowing tens and hundreds of millions of dollars into this thing. Minnesota just built a brand new, beautiful stadium. If it was such a big deal to him, he could have set it there, but he didn't. Yeah. I agree. Boom. And I don't know how much the product on the field takes precedent over the profitability of the league. And that's a question for Mr. Don Garber. Yeah, it's a business. I get that. It is. But to me, I bet 30, 40 minutes would have given them time to clean it off. And to me, as a player, you want to step out onto the field and be able to give the best product possible. Oh, I mean, we're talking like muscle injuries in this type of a game. Absolutely. Because you can't stay warm. Yeah, the increase of muscle injuries, the the increase of footing play leading Yes, exactly. Poor play leading to slipping and sliding and, you know, the possibility of of frostbite. (laughs) You know, being out there running around for 90 minutes in the freezing cold in the snow surely has to increase the risk of frostbite. Yeah, I meant to I meant to DM Dane. I still might. He's still out there in shorts and short sleeve jersey. And I'm like. Look, Kadane, I know you're Canadian. I was like, but you got at some point, like your, 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 uh, visual reputation, like you just got to be smart. So I'm going to ask him if he's warmed up yet. I need to follow up. I am from Minnesota. I love Minnesota, but you would not catch me out there in shorts and a short sleeve goalkeeper jersey. I'd at least have the compression top on the winter compression top and some compression shorts at least at a bare minimum hike the socks up uh i get it it's cold so minnesota's in seventh right now um in the uh the west so uh, again you know what do we expect from them not really sure new york red bull even worse in 12th in the east mm, so it's tough, uh, tough, enough tough, from tough. them one of the leaders though nashville to montreal nil uh yep. shuffleberg goal again washington in the 89th minute in yeah. Nashville, look good. Mukhtar with an assist uh, as well to kind of put it on there. Um, Shaq Moore also with an assist uh, for Washington's goal in the 89th minute. In Montreal, more the same. Yeah. Um, to touch on Montreal, they're simply just not creating enough offensively. They zero, are... Zero shots on goal. Yeah. They are missing the impact of Jordi Mihailovic. 
big time. So what, I mean, what do they do or do we just let them sink this season? I think they're just going to sink this season. I well, mean, there's nothing I can do and there's nothing you can do. So you and I are kind of just sitting here watching. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty bad. They're not as bad as Charlotte who are dead last, but they're in 14th. Uh, with a negative five goal difference, winless as well, a three losses. There, there's nothing to write home for them. But on the flip side, Nashville, right? They're back to two point three three goals per game. Uh, one, two, drawn one, four goals for no goals against. They are clean sheet FC right now. They are the only team to have yet to concede a single goal this season. What a fantastic statistic and. I am sure their head coach is absolutely buzzing because he has built this team very similarly to what you would expect like an English championship side to be like big, strong, athletic, and they are very well organized from front to back, back to front, they are solid. They have their little playmaker and Mukhtar. And he connects the front to the back, the back to the front. And then the rest of them get a job done. They all are there. They all know their job. They execute it well. And they play half decent football. And when they don't, they're very clinical and direct in route one football. Yeah, I I feel like they're on the same page. You know, to me, Seattle Sounders, they absolutely click. LAFC click. I would say Nashville look like they're clicking this season too, all the way from Joe Wilson to Bunbury. Bunbury could have, should have scored in this one as well. Off, off the post, you know, from a vet like yep. him, you put up money that he would have he would have nailed it. But look, Gary Smith, the most English names of all, mm-hmm. uh, you know, setting this team up to be successful. Um, and and they've got more to come off the bench as well. Right. They, yep. they seem, I like Schaffelberg's uh, work rate as well. I do uh, too. No nonsense. And he absolutely rifled his goal, which was fun. He did. He did. And both of his goals, two goals in three games have been very good finishes. Um, so Nashville. Washington's Washington's goal was his first goal in MLS Nashville native probably meant the world to him to score in front of his first goal in front of a home crowd and what I would assume a plethora of family members. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that's very easy and he comes off the bench, right? So it's easy for them to get there. Uh, Nashville, look, 26,000 again at this game, they, they're making some noise in MLS and you love to see it. So good for them. Uh, we'll see how far they can go right now. It's them and Atlanta United just pushing each other neck and neck. Uh, next up was uh, Real Salt Lake 1, Austin City FC 2. Uh, Gallagher with the first goal in the ninth minute. Glad with the equalizer for Salt Lake in the 22nd. And then Wolf, uh, 33rd minute, seals all the points yeah. uh, for Austin. Yeah. I think um, Austin's goals. Woo. Wow. Fantastic finishes from distance. I mean, they're both strong displays of individual effort. They both pick Gallagher and Wolf, both pick the ball up, drive 20 to 25 yards and hit the ball from 20 to 20 to 25 yards from goal. Both are one in the top corner. The second one in the side, arguably the side netting. Great efforts. That's so that was the other kind of like general uh, observation I had. There was a lot of goals from distance this weekend in the league. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Obviously, you're talking about this one, the second goal. They just Salt Lake kept dropping, they dropped inside their box, gave them a ton of space. Do you do you feel like goals from distance and offset pieces is very much an MLS type thing? I wouldn't say goals from distance are, I would say set pieces are a very common theme throughout world football. doesn't matter what league you're in. That said, 
I would compare MLS to a League One uh, championship level. And if you look at those leagues, there are a lot of goals from out from from distance, or a portion of them are. Sure. However, I think this weekend was more than usual. Just an anomaly, a little Golasso yeah. sprinkled yeah, throughout a little the Golasso league. Fest, yeah. Well, Austin are fourth in the Western Conference. Again, you know, you expected them to be right up there with LFC after last season. They're in and amongst it, right? Um, but they're they're yep. two wins, yep. one loss on the season, uh, five goals, four, but four against. So that's yep. not too tidy for them. Uh, no. On the other side, Real Salt Lake, they're in ninth, right? This uh, one win, two losses, negative two goal difference. Um, you're just, you're, there's not a moment of inspiration, I would say from them, but no, uh, there isn't, but there is a player of inspiration, Justin glad, obviously delivering two goals in three games, which is not bad for a center back. Oh, I mean, that's again, if, if your center backs are the leading goal scorer and you had Crylock obviously pegged. Yep. Well, so. yeah, I had Crylock pegged as a comeback player of the year however i think the drama in this game added to it a little bit yeah the goal called back for each team red card red card rescinded and again it goes back to the discussion we had earlier of the referees using the monitor and var stepping in to make the game better. And right. This, Referee gives a straight red and then goes back and brings it down to yellow. Yep. That that's yep. surprising. And I think that that's good. I, that's what it's there for. It's there to correct the incorrect decisions of referees. What a roller coaster of emotion for both Salt Lake and Austin, yes. you know, at that point as well. So yeah, this game, if you go watch the highs, it was, it was eventful. Like, to see, even was. though all the goals of the first half, it, it was eventful, but it was not the best game of the weekend. This is the one I am pegging as the game of the weekend. It was Portland one, St. Louis two. What reality are we living in? That expansion team, St. Louis City FSC, they're a soccer club, not a football club, are freaking in first place of the Western Conference, undefeated, three games played, three games won, eight goals for, four goals against, the plus four goal difference. Cody, they have a three points per game average in line with LAFC leading the league. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, not only that, they're on track to make MLS history. If they can win their fourth game of the season. So what does that tell you? Has St. Louis figured it out? Are no. they, what it tells me is that they're bribing because isn't this the second game that someone backpassed them inside the box and they've scored. No, that was last week in the first week. All right. My point stands. Like the point stands. We correct. should really yeah. look I, into I mean, this. Yeah, we should. And and listen, this is a tweet, a tweet that you sent me, a link that you sent me. According to OptiJack, St. Louis are the first team to record three straight come from behind wins and first to do so in an inaugural season. Yeah. I mean, they gave up a goal in the third minute and they didn't even care. Stroud came nope. back in the 46th minute, Hybert in the 75th. Um, and Portland are a good team. You and I have they talked are. about They're a this. very good team. They're a very good team. Uh, so, you know, look, some of the stats again, because St. Louis City is just confusing me on all sorts of levels. They've got 10 shots, five on goal. That is a phenomenal ratio. Portland had 13 shots, only three on goal. Um you know, they're, they're winning more of their duels. You know, they're winning more tackles. They're getting more clearances that honestly, they're not even that dirty. They they have less fouls than, than, than Portland in this one. And they, they get three goals off a of 0.9 XG. That's not how XG is supposed to work. No, it is not. How do you only have a no, 0.9 XG not. with five shots on target? Were they all outside the box? They had to have been. Yeah. No, I, only I really one was outside know. the box. I don't know what to tell you. Dude, you're XG the stats guy. You're the, you're the analyst over here. <laughs> XG is broken player. or St. Louis yeah. City is broken. 
Uh, yeah. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, what what do you think that locker room is like right now? Are they just oh. is confused? Do you think they have a ton of confidence and this is what they they're have, expecting? I they mean, have so much confidence. They are on top of the tidal wave, rolling, just rolling. And I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Um, it will be fascinating to see if they can make MLS history in their fourth game, which I'm assuming you're laughing because you just saw who it's they San play. Jose at home. Oh goodness. But come if on. There's ever a game to bogey. It's this yes. one. It's it, yeah. It's San Jose or Chicago or Charlotte. So they've got picking on San, San Jose, Jose. So San Jose at home, Salt Lake away, Minnesota at home, Seattle away. Like they could, should be, they San, could go three of those six. teams. They and could you, go six and oh, absolutely san jose salt lake minnesota two of the three at home like why not it, it probably won't happen but like there's very much a no. a, a belief that it could at this point six and the, st- the statistics on on them going six and oh have got to be so small however if they can figure it out and they can make it happen just the the history that would be made just witnessing that would be incredible because teams coming in to the league from now on would be working so hard to try and replicate what St. Louis have done <laughs> from setup to stadium to the entire infrastructure of what they've done to date. But didn't Atlanta United kind of ruin it for everybody? Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> like, even though St. Louis is a wild success, Atlanta United has ruined it for everybody. Hey, can you tell me why they're playing Portland in the second game of the week and then they're playing them again at the end of April? Like, they play Portland at twice in two months and then they're done for the rest of the season. I don't know what to tell you. Scheduling That's doesn't make MLS any sense. MLS scheduling disaster. It just, well, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It It's tough. It's so... Tough. Portland off to a slow start. They're in eighth right now. Uh, they've got uh, one win, two losses, no draws, and the negative one goal difference. Uh, not where they are expecting themselves to be, but this game no. was electric. It was a ton of fun to watch. Go check it out. Uh, Battle of the Bads, uh, rerun. San Jose won. Colorado Rapids, nil. Uh, Espinosa with the goal, but then Montero getting a red card in the 90-plus third minute. yeah. This one for me is the one decision that was wrong and should have been overturned by VAR. Montero in this moment is not being aggressive. I think he's trying to play the peacemaker. And his hand goes up while he's looking at a teammate and hits somebody in the neck. Did they drop and to the ground and roll? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't, Hmm. I can't recall, but I don't think he should have been sent off. Interesting. Um, How about the goal? Another one from distance. Espinoza two, two from distance. He had one in the first half, one in the second half. And the one in the first half demanded a fantastic save from William Yarbrough. Great save. Touch full stretch off the off the crossbar. Yep. Second one, he gets a piece of, but too much power, perfect position, heck of a strike in Espinosa, just in the top bin. It was it was so good, especially I think I was telling you about that too. I was so impressed. Uh, even though it was one nothing, San Jose kind of pelted. Uh, Colorado. And I thought Yarbrough had a really good game. He had to deal with a lot in this one uh, as yeah. I kind of pull up the stats here. But yeah, this again, you know, San Jose, you're like, all right, maybe you're starting to, you know, come come to form a little bit. You know, they're okay. They're they're finding some form. But again, like Colorado also just aren't good either. So you also kind of wonder how much is who they're playing. I mean, they had 13 shots, four on goal. Colorado had six shots, none on goal. And yeah. when you get an XG of 0.5 versus 1.6, you're like, yeah, okay. San Jose did enough to, to get their goal on the day. And they did, but it just goes back to tell you it's it, Colorado just really is not offering much of anything this season. Agreed. I mean, they are 
13th, somehow ahead of Houston. No goal, no wins, two losses, a draw, and a negative five goal difference. They have actually not scored a goal at all this season. The second team in the league to do that. SKC? Montreal. Oh, so maybe the third, because SKC hasn't scored either. You're right. There's three teams. Three teams. So wow. Somehow Kansas That's tough. finds themselves. What a tough start to a, a tough start to a season. Yeah. No I mean, goals look, in three games. You just you just have to be better. So yeah, San Jose, Colorado. It it was the game we kind of expected. I think there's a little bit of action, but uh Cody, San Jose are in fifth place in the West. Fantastic. Right? Good for yeah. them. It's above Two. where I would have pegged them. Well, and and that's it, right? Like two wins, a loss, four goals scored, three against plus one. I didn't see this coming. I still think no. on on average they're gonna settle back down, but they've done enough so far, right? To, to at least make people have to think about it. And and like we were just talking about, St. Louis City is gonna be playing them at home. You know, I scoffed at at playing the Quakes. They might feel differently they about do it. about this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go back. I want to see who they, who they beat earlier in the season. Cause uh, I know it was a rough start. So they lost it two one to Atlanta. They beat Vancouver two mm, one. Mm. And then now they beat Colorado. So I do have to say you may have two wins, but those are like, if you're ranking the, the yeah. opponent they're they're a win's not a win. Like those are gimme points. So good for you, but we're going to, I think maybe St. Louis will be a good reality check for them then. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Um, all right. So that rounded out Saturday, which means we only have one game left. That was the one and only Sunday game reigning champions, LAFC for new England revolution. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Buanga had the penalty in the 14th minute. Then he scored in the 67th, then Tillman in the 83rd and book in that 90 plus six. So essentially is two nothing for most of the game. And then LAFC, while revs are stretched, tired, just put two yeah. more past them. Yeah. Um, I would say New England were outperformed in pretty much every facet of the game. Here you go. 18 shots, 12 on target. <laughs> yeah. Petrovic, for me, even though he concedes four goals, is, is in conversation for team of the week. Uh, some of the saves, if you have not watched the highlights or you did not watch the game, are absolutely fantastic. He plays very well. Um, and without him, I think this game is 7 or 8 0. Because New England, I don't recall, created more than maybe one or two shots on target. And they weren't anything yeah. special. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think. I mean, you, you just think back to some of the games. I also thought like the goals that Charlotte gave up were like bad, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're like, how did you get yourself in that situation? Um, is is this isn't this the one where like they tried to play out of the back and they just got swarmed and they get had turnovers essentially trying to build out from the back going forward and LAFC just sniped a couple of passes. I mean, I like, think on one of the goals they did. Yeah, they played themselves into trouble, you know, to your point. But, they just didn't do themselves any favors. Right. There's also one goal, and I, I'm. it might have been Buonga's second, where the New England back line, if you take a screenshot of when the ball is played, the back line is all four defenders are in four different positions. They are not level in any capacity they're very disjointed it's just not what you expect from a, a a very you know historically at least under bruce arena historically organized team mm -hmm. it's not what you expect from a bruce arena team yeah i was going to ask you about that too because you know bruce arena legacy mls coach trundolo you know, younger, probably yeah. played for Bruce. I mean, let's be honest. I, I'm sure that Venn pretty sure he did. Yeah. Crosses over. Bruce has to be pretty annoyed that Chirundolo just ran through them. 
I would think so. But you said Bruce is the happy-go-lucky guy. So what does he do when they get pummeled for nothing? He yell? Throw a clipboard? Or does he just take away your ability to wear what you want on flights? (laughs) Great question. He probably is like, guys, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're the one that said it. Oh, LAFC. I will say, place. I will say this. I will say this. Two two points for me for from this game. Buanga, five goals in two games. Absolutely phenomenal. The second one, the shithousery from LAFC during the decision to take a free kick between Buanga and Acosta is fantastic. They played I, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I couldn't believe it. To see who took the free kick. I Fantastic. That is shithousery at its finest. And you know what? It wasn't a bad attempt either. <laughs> it's not like it, it didn't go in, but it didn't miss by a mile. It was, it was a very solid effort from Buanga who won. It, 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 I, when I saw it in the, in the replay, I was just like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? I can't believe this <laughs> is real, but yeah. Hey, it, whatever you got to do, right. Yep. Yep. It, it makes sense. So, oh, what a bunch of just goons out there just having the time yeah. of their life. Yeah. LAFC Kids, second overgrown children, man. That's you are a- professional athletes have no concept <laughs> of workplace. No, conduct. We have no, no concept of workplace conduct or oh my gosh, just, or reality in general. We Truth. live in a bubble and Truth. I've had the pleasure know, of hanging out with. That's why the trend, that's why the transition post playing is so difficult for a lot of athletes because you get into this mindset and it's tough to get out of that and then transition into the work world. You have to be, you have to mature and you have to grow as a person. And yeah. a lot of professional athletes do not do that. Yeah. No, it, it's, it, it's funny. I've had like the, the joy to hang out with like you and uh, some of the, some of the guys, Larry Fitzgerald trained where I worked for a couple of seasons too. And like I said, even as a vet, he was an absolute child. Like oh, they're funny. Absolutely. It's fun. But like it, the just messing around is, is nonsense. But Larry Fitz also knew that he made enough money to never have to work a day in his life if he didn't want to. Nope. Which he could, he could afford to be an overgrown child as a vet in the league. I'm just, yeah. And I'm just saying childish in the sense of like always horsing around, like never really taking anything too serious. One so it's like, it's like the world is a playground for professional athletes. You know, it's always recess. Absolutely. Of course. LAFC second place in the Western conference, as we said earlier, doing uh, the business, uh, which is, which is good for them. Uh, revs on the other hand are, I, it's so hard to, for me to find the revs with their new logo. Like mm. they're in the Eastern, mm-hmm. they're sixth. All right. So there we go. They're sixth. They're not bad. A, not bad. Even goal difference. It is zero. Uh, to your point, no, not bad. I believe that's playoff places because playoffs have expanded. So nine teams from each league out of 14 and 15 will advance, which makes that is sense. Mm, yeah. Overall, week three is in the book. Look, week two was the most electric. Week three, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, think you gotta, you gotta I think a, a very of, I think a very solid week. Um, lots of goals from distance, which makes it entertaining, right? There was a lot of drama with VAR, good decisions from referees, which is something you will very rarely hear me say because I do not like the zebras, even though there aren't zebras in soccer. But they're highlighters. They're highlighters. That's a good one. I like that. You can very, very, very witty. Thank you. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good week. Mm-hmm. So we're we're starting to see it's still too early to to you know see things shake out, but we're definitely early surprise from Atlanta, Nashville, right up amongst it, alongside Cincy in the east and then west. I mean, look, St. Louis City SC is stealing all the headlines. LAFC right where you expect them, Seattle right where you expect them, Austin as well. Uh maybe you could be a little bit surprised at the bottom sides of the table, but then again, not really. Um, you know, based on the things that have gone. So team of the match day, which is uh team of the week. Honestly, I think that that has been trademarked and that's why they can't use it. So in the world cup, they couldn't use man of the match because someone trademarked it. So they do king of the match and tied into Budweiser. Yeah. It's yeah. Gross. People do that. 
Uh, in goal, you had Bond from LA with what did I say? Eleven saves and a shutout. Uh, Miles Robinson, Andre Reyes, and Kyle Hebert as the back three. Owen Wolf, uh, Timothy Tillman, Obina Nwobodo, Chris Durkin in the midfield, uh, and then Espinoza, Buanga, and Caleb Wiley in the three-man attack. Uh, Nwobodo is the only one of the outfield players besides well, him and Miles Robinson are the only two who didn't score. So pretty much, you want to be in the team of the week, go Gotta and score goals. Score. Makes sense. Even defenders. So, um, yeah, match day three is in the books. Um, overall pretty happy. Um, I I'm so far, I'm still interested. I'm still engaged. It's doing well. I'm kind of watching the stats and some of the things shift out, um, to kind of see where the disparities come. But, uh, so far we're, we're in a good spot. I would say, uh, next week, Cody, uh, all the games looks like Saturday. Yeah. All Saturday games for the next couple of weeks. Fantastic. So when we record on Sunday, we'll be able to cover them, but we're going to jump back in midweek, preview some of the games. I know we've got our eye on a few. Cody will make his prediction for uh, his top three, top four games to watch. Uh, Holos, obviously, if you're looking for a gut friendly start to the day, you're going to have it tomorrow. I am. Yes. I'm going to start my week off. Right. Well, my training week. That's right. First day of training tomorrow. It is natural First grass or turf. Natural grass, which is fantastic. Spoiled, spoiled that. Beautiful, beautiful. Do it. Let's be honest. It well, is. don't get sunburned. All right, stay. I'm gonna try not to stay protected. Um, we'll be out. Uh, enjoy your time in California. We'll be back midweek with a game week for preview. But we're out. Take care.